For most Black Americans, especially those in the South, the front porch isn't just part of the entry into the house. It is the place we enter community. It's not just the comfort or safety we experience there, but it's where we do some people watching and good reflection. On the front porch is where we tell the truth with a little sweetener and an awesome time along the way. We take what we learn and we act. On this episode, we discuss all things related to youth, education, community, and the politics of people. Welcome to another edition of On the Front Porch with Casey. Well, today we're going to talk about something that we all have. It's something that we are born with. It is innate in terms of it being built into our personality. And it's important for us to realize how to properly use it, right? And so you may be wondering, well, what is she talking about? It's ego. Ego is something that a lot of times folks uh, say that people who are a bit uh, too braggadocious or folks who are overly boastful are sometimes uh, full of ego. Or some folks will say that their ego and their pride won't let them you know, admit when they're wrong or when they need to pivot. It's a person's self-esteem, their sense of self-esteem or their sense of self-importance. We hear sometimes that, you know, women have to stroke the male ego. And it's not always about a romantic partnership uh, or relationships. Sometimes we find ourselves having to stroke those male egos in the workplace as well. Um, There are times where we do something good and folks pat us on the back and we can admit that it was a boost to our ego. And so beyond that, it's also the part of the mind that finds itself between the conscious and the unconscious, right? It's responsible for making sure that we're connected to reality (laughs) um, or giving us a sense of personal identity, right? And so ego is something that we cannot get away from. No matter how hard we try, our ego is going to be there. But when does ego work against us, right? When does ego get in the way? A lot of times I find myself checking myself And wondering if how I'm feeling is because I have this sense of my ego or my pride being attacked or challenged. And far too many times we are quick to say that, oh, you know, folks need to get their egos out of the way. That, you know, this room isn't big enough for me and your ego. We've said this before. We've heard it before at the very least. But there's some truth to that. There are some of us who really walk through life with the the sense that 
Everything is supposed to bend our way. And there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness. Um, I heard a quote uh, just earlier this week that said the difference between being confident and cocky is that confident or having confidence means you are well equipped to do the thing that you do, right? You are skilled at it. You are going to do it well. Being cocky is you having to tell somebody how good you are at it versus letting your words or I'm sorry, your actions speak louder than your words. And I never thought about it that way. You know, we always say that some people are cocky and they're pompous and they're they're arrogant and, you know, they're puffed up and all of this. And sometimes folks are like, or are they just confident? But for me, it made so much sense when someone said confident people do the thing and the thing speaks well of them. Cocky people have to remind you that they did the thing well. And it's like that is a perfect way to explain to someone the difference between being confident and cocky. But I think it's the same thing with our ego. There are times where we are looking so fiercely to have something in this world that we have staked claim to, that we own, that we control, that is dependent upon the the decisions that we make or don't make. And when we feel threatened that something or someone is coming and taking away that power, taking away that choice, that control, there are times where our ego then speaks, our ego then responds versus us saying, hey, yeah, this doesn't feel good, right? This is something I wanted full control over, but maybe I don't have as much control over it as I thought. Can I make room to ensure that progress can still be made in spite of my ego, right? Um, You know, this idea also about ego is sometimes uh, in our effort to be too humble, I call it the sin of humility. And the sin of humility is when you don't take the credit that you should take for the things that you have accomplished. And you're constantly self-depraving, right? Uh, And you are really speaking ill of your skills and your ability to create whatever it is that you're looking for because you don't want to seem cocky. You don't want to seem full of ego. You don't want to seem full of pride. But what I've learned in these 41 short years of my life, and we've heard it in other places before, is that the thing that you put the most attention on is the thing that begins to manifest the most in your life. So if you keep pretending that what you're doing isn't great, if you keep pretending that you aren't great in the thing that you're doing, then eventually your psyche is going to start to believe that. I remember years ago, I was teaching a Bible study class and we were talking about the concept, right? Or this really the scripture um, of... Uh, in Proverbs of God giving you the desires of your heart and the idea of what does God giving you the desires of your heart really mean? Because it could have a twofold meaning. And depending on how you interpret the scripture, 
will determine how you view the the meaning of those words. So for one, some people may say, oh, whatever it is that I want, because it's the desire that I have in my heart, God is going to grant it to me. God is going to give me the thing that I desire. Another way of looking at that is God literally gives me the desires for me to desire. Does that make sense? It's not necessarily something that I, in my personhood, decided that I wanted, but more so I've allowed my spirit to be open and for God through the Holy Spirit to come in and say, this is the will of God for your life. These are the things you desire. Because when you then ask for the things that are aligned for you, the things that are allocated for you in God's perfect will for your life, then yes, everything that you speak comes to pass. Everything that you ask for is then made manifest in your life because you're literally giving God back his stuff. You're literally speaking the desires that he gave to you in the first place. And a lot of times our ego gets in the way even in our faith and even in the prayers we pray because we just assume God is supposed to hear us. We just assume, right, God is supposed to give us what it is that we want because we asked for it, because we prayed for it, because we did all the things. But did we ever stop to think that maybe this has nothing to do with the will that he has for us? And that stops me in my tracks a lot of times because when things don't seem to always be working out exactly how I want them to, it's not the opportunity then for me to retreat, to pull back, to run away. It is for me to stand firm and to then ask the question, have I been asking for the things that are attached to the will for my life? Or have I just been asking for things that I've conjured up and things that I want? Because here's the thing. Whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, whether you're spiritual or you're not, here's what I know is that when you speak words, there are, my belief, angels, but energy, there is something bigger than you and I that then conspires with our creator to make that thing happen. We have attached vibrations. We have attached energy. We have attached meaning and value to certain words. But once those words hit the atmosphere, all those entities that are assigned to us know to do is to conspire together to make it happen. Right? There's a quote that goes, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Either you're going to believe you have what it takes to do it and it gets done, or you're going to believe that you can't make it happen and it won't get done. But in that distinction, there goes our ego. Does our ego say, oh, girl, you got this? Or is your ego saying, "Mm, girl, I don't know if you got this or not? And what side of it are we going to fall on? When do we let our ego power and fuel us forward? And when do we realize that our ego is keeping us bound up, keeping us scared, keeping us fearful? So I want us to check our ego. 
I want us to think about how we utilize our ego, knowing that we all have one, knowing that we can't get away from it, knowing that it's not something we can erase or something we can bury deep within ourselves. We got to deal with it every single day. And the next time we, because it's me too, get a little miffed, (laughs) a little upset, a little bothered, a little confused, a little befuddled um, when something feels as though it's threatening our power, threatening our position, threatening the control that either we legitimately have or the control we want to have because that's really when the ego gets in the way. Ego gets in the way when it is threatening something that is not on sure footing. When you are sure about what it is that you have control over, that you have power over, that you are able to influence, even when you have to move and pivot and modify, you're okay with it because you know exactly who you are and still able to use those changes to push you forward in your greatness is when you are not quite sure if you have the power you say you want, if you have the control that you desire over that thing, that person, that experience, that entity, that's when our ego comes in and it makes a big old mess because we're not willing to say, I want control, but I don't believe that I have it. And this decision, this shift in power is giving me even more instability. And so now my ego is bruised because now I have to fight once again to find something that can feed and boost my ego. So when does your ego work for you? And when does your ego work against you? That's the question I want us to continue to ask ourselves. And when we make decisions out of our feelings, is it out of our ego being bruised or is it really out of this is just not a sound decision? And we have to learn to be honest with ourselves. If we're not going to be honest with anybody else, then at least let's not lie to ourselves. And I know I've said that to people before and I mean that thing. Like, lie, lie to me. But don't lie to yourself, right? Like, don't don't ever lie to yourself. There are a lot of times people don't get the help that they need or they don't find the resources because they're worried about what other people say. I'm like, why do you need to tell them that you sought out this help or you requested this particular resource? What lie are you telling yourself that you don't need those things because you are concerned about what someone else is going to think or feel about whatever it is that you're going to seek help about. So don't let your ego get you in situations that then mean you no good when really you didn't have to be honest with anybody but yourself. And when you learn to be more honest with yourself, it's easier than to be more honest with other people. So as we think about our ego, I want us to seriously consider how it works for us, how it works against us. And if we're going to find something to control, how do we control that? Because when we're able to control our ego, then we're able to better respond versus react to some of the things that life throws at us in our relationships, in our businesses, 
and our lives in general, we're able to handle them a little bit bigger, better when we're able to know when our ego is rising up, when our ego is decreasing, and when we have a good sound balance to be able to make decisions from. So I know it's short this week, but y'all, it's homecoming. And so activities abound, but I wanted to make sure that you all got something from me on today as we keep up with our Fridays and our new episodes on On the Front Porch with Casey. So continue to share. Follow me on social at I am Casey Venning. K-A-C-E-Y-V like Victor, E-N-N-I-N-G. You can follow me there to keep up with all that is happening in my life, which seems to be like five lives lives in one. Um, But follow me. Let me know that you're listening. Share this with someone. And uh, I want to grow. And I can only do that if you grow with me. So come along. Come along. Come sit on the front porch, metaphorically. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a real front porch for you to come and sit on as well one day soon. All right. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. And um, I'll talk to you guys later.